Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna J. White, and I'm so glad that you wonderful people are here with me today on Keeping It Real on Purpose. So as you know, I am always collecting emails um, of people that send me questions, and I decided that I was going to share the questions, which I'm actually two days late, and I'm sorry for all my listeners. I am really sorry, but you knew I was coming. Anyway, I got a question through my email from, I'm going to say her name is, by the initials, J.S. And J.S. says, in all my relationships, I've been really sharing a lot. And sometimes through the facial ex- expressions, I notice that most people are kind of like weirded out. And then, over time, when it's time for us to go out in a group, they express there's always everyone. How can I create healthy boundaries? And matter of fact, what are boundaries? Well, thank you, JS, for that question and comment. Um, and it's true. Number one, we don't really know what boundaries are because we end up creating boundaries and making walls. So we really don't have an understanding of what boundaries are. Now, people can say that, you know, um, I'm creating this boundary because I've had trauma and I'm an, a trauma informed coach. I've trained uh, for um, situations with sexual trauma victims and I've trained for that and I'm actually a survivor of just that. And I've learned the dynamics of it on both sides from experience as well as educational. And most of the times when boundaries and walls are created is because of anxiety and trauma. I wanted to bring that out to to be clear about that. That's majorly why we create those type of what we call patterns. So if you're tired of feeling like you're failing at either a romantic relationship JS or a friend relationship or familial relationship, this is a good time to listen to how and what boundaries really are. Boundaries can be destructive. I want, to know, I want you to know that they, and they also can promote healthy relationships. So how do we go about figuring out Which one we're doing? Are we creating a wall, which is um, destructive? Or are we creating a healthy boundary, which is healthy? I'm going to give you maybe four. No, I'm not going to do all 14. There's 14 questions that can help you. Not for you to ask the other person, but can help you to have some boundary awareness. And I do have a boundary setting 
steps, you know, five boundary setting steps that I could share as well. Um, You're welcome, JS, to kind of write into me at um, ednajwhite11 at gmail if you'd like. I would definitely send you that. Just write in the subject line, five steps to set a boundary. So if you answer any no's to two or more of these questions, so I'm going to ask you three of these questions to ask yourself. I I employ you to explore the boundary dynamics. Many of my clients I work with struggle with establishing healthy boundaries because they have difficult family origins, uh, meaning mom and dad, And in some cases, they needed to heal from earlier relationships that they have wounds from. That the healthy boundaries would click into. So, let's start with what a physical boundary is that starts to look like a wall after a while. (laughs) The first and most obvious type of boundary is your physical boundary, right? This includes your body, your personal space around your body, like a bubble. Having control over the amount of physical closeness and contact to your body, sexually or otherwise, is within your physical boundary. Having the freedom to say yes or no to any type of touch is an example of physical Healthy physical boundary. So I'll take for example, when I first cut my hair on number one, and that's very close to your head, people wanted to feel it, you know, feel how it was because it looks smooth and soft. And I said, no, I'm not one of your toys. That's setting a boundary that's important to you because that's, you know, infringing on your Personal space. It's a boundary. No, you can't do that. No matter who you are. And or, I have a pup named Cooper. So we go out and he's so tiny, people want to touch him. And I say no. Because that's not your property. Physical boundaries and physical boundaries for your things are what you, are what, you have control over. And and that's okay. It's important to understand that your physical boundary needs are consist- consistent. With fluctuating depends on your emotions. So tomorrow I may feel like if you want to touch my hair and you're my friend, sure. To see how my coil is. Um, or you want to touch my pup when I'm feeling in that mood or I get the great vibe from you. I said, oh yeah, sure. So it depends on your emotions, the days that you have the highest stress level, and totally your environment. So I may let my friends, if I'm with my friends, I may may let my friends pet my pup. But if I'm in the community, I may not let that happen. Um... You may be open to a lot of closeness in the morning. And by the afternoon, you're done off. You don't want to have that. You may not. Being able to identify your need within yourself 
and having the ability to communicate it are part of having a physical, healthy, I keep saying forgetting healthy, healthy physical boundary. And that is totally okay. But it's got to be healthy. You got to know why you're doing it. You just don't do it just to be doing it because somebody told you to do it. Or somebody, you know, um, recommended it. Make sure it feels good for you. And if it doesn't, say no. If it does, say yes. Here are some of the questions to ask yourself when it comes to physical boundaries. I told you I'm just going to give you three. Can I identify my physical boundary needs? N-E-E-D-S. Can I identify them? What do I need to have a boundary of? Question number two. Can I accept my changing physical boundary needs without judgment? I'll give you an example. Um... When white people want to touch my hair, I become offended because I already have a limited uh, um, judgment in my mind already, a limited thought thinking, um, why would you want to touch my hair to say what? Yes, it's different, a different coil. No, it's not nappy. It's a different coil, a different curl. And a different texture. You can see that with your eyes. You don't need to touch it. Unless you're blind. Then I don't have judgment. So you see what I mean? So you have to have your, your changing physical boundary needs need to be without judgment on the other person. Okay? Last one. Do I feel comfortable communicating my physical boundary needs. A lot of times we do not and we allow and we do not and then when it it's not conveyed and people step over it, you explode. That's not the way a healthy physical boundary is. Okay. And remember I just talked about my pooch or my pup, Cooper? We're on to the material boundary. This refers to your stuff like your money, my dog, my car, my home, etc. You know, do you have the ability to say yes or no when it comes to sharing your things? Hmm. Ideally, this boundary changes over time. Ideally. Ideally, in the beginning of a relationship, you aren't sharing your money, your car, or your home. However, as trust, T-R-U-S-T, grows and the relationship evolves, E-V-O-L-V-E-S, level up, you begin to share more material things. There's a problem when you start at the beginning doing that and that shows whomever you're working with, you don't have healthy boundaries. And guess what? When you allow that and when that happens, whatever consequences happen after that is not because of them. 
It's because of you. You have to have healthy boundaries. I've seen so many relationships end where someone feels completely taken advantage of because they gave too much. Right? They gave too much too soon. We have constant reminders of that when we watch all this dirt that we call daytime reality TV. Constant reminders that giving too much gets you taken advantage of and gets you the repercussions that you get. So, you have to know that doing too much too soon only shows you yourself. After your lesson, your consequences come. After you're on Judge Judy trying to divide the furniture because you moved in in a week early or a week after meeting someone and you bought all this stuff and he borrowed some money and he, now he don't want to pay you back, you'll begin to question yourself. And here are three questions to ask yourself about your material boundaries. One, do I take time, my time, in sharing my material things? If you're on Judge Judy, probably not. But ask yourself that. Do I allow trust to develop before I share material things? Question mark. Or am I buying trust when I give too soon? Material boundary. Okay. And the last one. Does the amount of sharing match the evolution of the relationship? For example, if you've been dating a year and now you're living together. Versus you've been dating a week and now you're living together. Judge Judy time. Think about that. Okay. So on to the next. Time boundary. Oh, I just love this. I love time boundary. I love it. When it comes to time, I am talking about time spent together and time communicating, talking, texting, email, and social media messaging, FaceTiming, etc. Not only do we have Differing individual needs when it comes to how much time we devote to a relationship, to work, to a a work relationship, to a friend relationship. Our needs change depending on how we feel at that given moment. So say you're at work. Let's just keep it work level. If I'm at work, I can't answer you while I'm at work because I may be involved in doing something. So The other person has to be conscious enough to say they're at work. Let me check at lunchtime. You know, or let's communicate prior to checking in at lunchtime. What's a good time for me to text you? Mm, If you're texting all day, every day, or hours, maybe 10 to 15 times, I would say you don't have a healthy boundary. These time needs can be negotiated in a healthy, 
way by commuting, commuting, <laughs> I'm thinking about driving, Communicate, communicating openly about your needs and your partner's needs or your friend's needs or your job's needs. Everything is about communicating before you get to that. Here's some questions to ask yourself about your time boundaries. Cooper, excuse me, he's barking. Do I feel comfortable setting time limits? I know I do. Can I say no without feeling guilty? Can I attend to other important aspects of my life like work, fitness, friends? without feeling pressured to be in constant communication with another person. Hmm. Get the picture now? Okay. Internal boundary. This refers to accepting your own inner world, your thoughts, your emotions, and your opinions, and having the safety in the relationship to express yourself. Okay? And that's every relationship. And I'm going to go down the line. Okay? Friends, do you have, do you feel comfortable expressing yourself and having your own opinion with your friends? Do you, when they say something, are you able to say, no, nah, I don't understand that. Explain that a little bit more. Do you have the right, do you feel okay saying that? Or do you feel obligated to shut up? Because if you say something, it's going to be a whole myriad of things. And that's any friend. Anyone that you feel that you could associate with. If you cannot express your inner thoughts, your emotions, your opinions, and you don't have that safety and feeling that you could say, what you need to say. And you have to oh, excuse my French. Oh, excuse what I'm going to say. Or I, I, I don't want to hurt anybody feeling. Those are all precursors to you don't feel safe. So your internal boundary is not feeling safe. By valuing your own inner experience. You don't feel compelled to change for someone else. Are you changing for someone else? Are you changing your thoughts? You're changing your emotions, changing your preferences. Are you changing them to appease them? To make sure it fits in their safety and not yours. Listen, we all know. Emotions, thoughts are always changing. So we allow for that because we grow. When you cannot be a friend to someone that your emotions, your thoughts, your thinking, your ideas don't expand and they stay the same minute way, that means you're not respecting your internal boundary and it's not healthy. Now, the reciprocal of that is respecting others differing from your emotions and opinions. 
as well. That's the reciprocal of that. You have to respect other people's emotions and their opinions and their ideas. Respect it. You don't have to understand it. You've got to respect it. Everybody doesn't think like you do. So when you get that in your head, you'll be able to respect and not judge people. Uh-oh. Did I say that? Anyway. If we all shared this appreciation for differences, not only would our intimate relations be, relationships be more peaceful, I believe the world would be a better place. But because we don't have that, and we have a bunch of people who are prejudging and um, have their own ideas in place and don't internally check themselves, we have all this chaos. So what are some of the questions you ask yourself to assess your internal boundary? Here they go. Three, can I identify my emotions and express them in a, to my partner or my friend or my colleague or my associate or my pastor or my doctor or my nurse? Anybody. Two, am I comfortable sharing a differing perspective in my relationship? And am I comfortable at communicating it properly? Hmm. TikTok, I'll wait for you guys to answer that one. Because that's heavy. Can I accept... Oh, no, last one. Can I accept that my feelings, thoughts, and preferences change frequently? That's what I like about change. That's what I like about our mind. Is that... And our ideas, they all morph. They, 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 if they don't morph, they collapse and they... Um, I've got the word that when you don't use a muscle, it gets kind of messed up. But you guys know what I mean. I love that about change. I love that about your, our minds, our thoughts. And when you can feel an idea or a thought or emotion expand and evolve, man, oh man... It's like you grow 10 feet tall every year and you're only 5'5". Five five. Oh, I'm talking about myself. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> healthy boundaries are fluid. They're not fixed. Meaning they can change over time and even hour by hour. Boundaries are not rules. Please, I want you to yell that across the room. Boundaries are not rules. They are about establishing safe environment for you to, to identify what you need and to communicate to those around you what you need. We don't want to build walls. See, when there's no healthy boundaries and they're not fluid and they're not fixed, and they change over time, and they're not rules, those are healthy. But when they become fixed, don't change over time, they become rules, they become bricks, which build a wall. This is Edna J. White. I am signing off. Please thank it. Please and thank you for subscribing and for 
following me. Thank you to everyone that has on LinkedIn as well as on Facebook. I'm so glad that you've um, followed me. Oh, and I want to give a special thank you to Gladys Stackhouse on LinkedIn for actually loving my show. Thank you so much. Again, you would be doing something else other than this. And I'm, I know that I'm that you would be, but I'm glad that you're listening to me right now. If you have a question, a comment, please f- feel free to email me at ednajwhite11 at gmail or visit me on thisisforyou.com. Love you. See you later. Online BFFs.